Manx Radio's update with Andy Wint. Fast of good evening, it's half past five. This is update for Tuesday, 7th of February 2023 from Manx Radio. We've got 30 minutes to look at the latest news here on the Isle of Man, a background to that news and sport and business, Sea Watch, travel updates, and the newsmakers in person tonight. The patient-to-GP ratio will increase, says the Minister. The latest on the respite care unit at the Radcliffe Villas site. A look at the Manx property market. The COVID booster programme closes on the 24th of this month. And the 41-year-old man who made 33,000 indecent images of children. Man Benham, for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock, these are the update news headlines. First to my, Chanel Suku. First to my, secondary schools across the island have sent letters to parents ahead of next week's planned strikes. Members of the NASUWT are taking action over a dispute over pay and conditions. An estate agent says the Isle of Man's property market is performing better than that of the UK, which has recorded its fifth monthly dip in a row. Paul McCard of Harmony Homes says the market slowed in October last year, but after the traditionally quiet Christmas period, it's already started to pick up. There's an increase in the number of people seeking help and advice about online safety on the island. That's according to the body which was set up over here to develop cyber resilience, which has marked safer internet day to day. An international news officials say they've already had multiple complaints that a sentence handed to a serial rapist, David Carrick, was too lenient. The police officer has been ordered to spend at least 30 years behind bars for what the judge called an unrestrained campaign of abuse. Three British nationals are confirmed missing after the earthquakes, which have devastated parts of Turkey and Syria. More than 5,000 people are known to have died. And Rishi Sunak's carried out a big shake-up of Whitehall, which includes the creation of a new department for energy security. Those were your headlines, News at 6. Man Benham. Contact us by phone, video call, email or face-to-face. We're happy to connect with you. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Jeremiah, thank you, Chanel. From the Ronaldsway Met Office, there's a strong wind warning in operation for tonight for the North Irish Sea. State of sea is moderate and rough later on tomorrow. Three-day weather, a dry evening and night with a moderate to fresh wind coming in from the southwest. Overnight minimum is five. For Jacrane, Wednesday, dry and cloudy with sunny intervals in the fresh to strong southwesterly. Daylight maximum nine. Rain will arrive tomorrow evening and clear through the night into Thursday, five degrees. Uh, the overnight minimum. And for Jardine, dry with sunny spells, a moderate to fresh wind coming in from the west-southwest, highest eight Celsius. Tides on the way out, low water's a minute to seven tonight, high tide seven minutes before 1am, low water three minutes to seven tomorrow morning, the sun rises at seven minutes before eight, the lunchtime high tide is eight minutes before one tomorrow afternoon, uh, the Bemacree is safely on the link span and there is fog on the mountain road tonight. Visit the Banks Glass and Glazing website and see a range of products from windows to doors, mirrors to splashbacks, manxglass.com. 
The health minister says the number of patients to GPs on the Isle of Man will increase if plans to grow the population to 100,000 are fulfilled. Douglas North MHK David Ashford quiz Laurie Hooper MHK, the minister, over the plans to reach that number by 2037 in the House of Keys this morning. Lewis Foster with the story. Minister Hooper says work to assess the need for additional GP and hospital services is yet to start. And while the current ratio of GPs to patients has been labelled unsustainable in the past, he says that work will be focused elsewhere. You will see an increase of numbers of patients per GP. That is predominantly, though, because of refocusing and reforming primary care around broader health professionals, so that hopefully the reliance will be less on GPs and a bit more on other primary care specialists like pharmacists or allied health professionals also providing some of the service and taking some of the burden. GP services currently support around 83,500 people on the Isle of Man. That's around 99% of the population. And Mr Ashford also put the same question to the health minister regarding capacity at Nobles Hospital, citing pressure on the emergency department now as a reason to start sooner rather than later on improvements. If we are going for population growth, the services need to grow in tandem, not have the population growth first and then worry about the pressure on services afterwards. That is very much the island plan objective, is to plan to accommodate a larger population, which I think will naturally come as a result of the economic strategy. Uh, The intention is certainly not to import another 17,000 people to the Isle of Man and hope for the best. The economic strategy, the island plan, is very much around planning and developing those services and that infrastructure uh, very much first uh, to encourage and then enable the relocation of people. There is definitely no target to try and attract 100,000 people without having that infrastructure in place in the first place. If you want a COVID-19 autumn booster, you've only got a couple of weeks left to get the jab. Manx Cares announced it's closing the programme later this month. The details from Sean Cowper. The boosters have been available to those in at-risk groups for several months, including all adults over 50, frontline healthcare workers and care home residents. But on the 24th of February, the rollout will end and focus will instead turn to the spring booster campaign as Manx Care's Chief Executive Theresa Cope announced at the Healthcare Providers Board meeting this morning. The uh, spring booster Our campaign will uh, start at the end of March, with the Autumn Booster Programme finishing on the 24th of February. Medical Director Dr Shri Andol says vaccine uptake in younger age groups has been low, and as a result, Manx Care believes now is the time to focus on those who are at the higher risk of becoming seriously ill with the virus. He's urging those eligible for the jab to take up the offer of a vaccination if they haven't already done so. Manx Care is currently running drop-in clinics at the Chester Street Hub for those who qualify on Tuesdays and Thursdays. There are also clinics planned around the island in the coming weeks, including at Ramsey Cottage Hospital and Castletown Civic Centre. You can find out more about eligibility and when and where those vaccination clinics are taking place through the government's COVID website. The Isle of Man in 30 minutes. Update on Manx Radio with Andy Wind. Pastor my good evening. Secondary schools across the island have sent letters to parents ahead of next week's planned strikes. Members of the NASUWT are taking action over that dispute over pay and conditions. The head teachers at Balakameen, St Ninian's and Ramsey Grammar School are urging years 7, 8, 9 and 10 to stay at home 
Next Wednesday and Thursday, Year 11 should also remain at home. However, on Wednesday, some students could have UCM lessons. Sixth form students attend school as normal. The Manx government's responded to a charity claiming that the Isle of Man has a serious gap in provision for adults with learning disabilities. Manx Mencap is appealing against the Department of Health and Social Care's application to build a new respite care centre at the Ratcliffe Villa site in Douglas. The story from Christian Jones. The Manx Mencap was formed in 1968 and is one of the oldest charities in operation across the Isle of Man. They work to help support those with learning disabilities and lobby the government to change laws so more people with learning disabilities can have control over their own lives. The UK has identified so-called supported accommodation as best practice, but as it stands, there is none on the island, which was an area highlighted in the Sir Jonathan Michael report to be addressed. Georgie Revel is a director of Manx Mancap who's appealing the health department's application and thinks the site should be repurposed instead. The plans that have gone in have a huge amount of car parking, which we don't feel is totally necessary. With the former Greenfield site that was there where they used to go and do gardening, that also could become a building, put the respite there and put the supported living where the existing Radcliffe Villas is. The plan is to keep that building at the moment and to build another one in front of it. And then I presume they will demolish the building. The government need to engage with the third sector. Nobody knows what is required more than the parents of those with a learning disability. We feel the site is large enough to house both respite and those seeking supported living. The location is superb. It's on a bus route and centrally located. In response, the Department of Health and Social Care has labelled the appeal disappointing, claiming it risks delaying the redevelopment of essential facilities to support the needs of vulnerable users. The government department continues to say the current building doesn't meet regulatory requirements nor the needs of service users and the proposed development would see a modern facility better suited to those who use it. They hope the appeal is conducted quickly in the interests of people who will benefit from the proposed new development. There's an election to Ledgeco coming soon and while she hasn't been officially nominated, Tanya August Hansen MLC is looking for votes. She's held the position in Ledgeco since 2018. I think that um, there are members of Legislative Council that have in in the past been a little bit shy of sort of being accused of, of talking about policy matters. Um, which, you know, essentially I believe policy and legislation are sort of intertwined, you know, pre-policy scrutiny, post-policy scrutiny. That is an MLC's role to look at those things and make suggestions, not to develop um, and and sort of decide on policy, in my view. Um, that doesn't doesn't mean that it doesn't happen, but in my view, it's not, um, that's not my role. Um, um, but um, yeah, I think there's a sort of a little bit of a fear of sort of straying too far into the policy arena, which is, of course, the MHK's um, arena. They've been elected to the public uh, by the public to, to, to do exactly that, to decide on, on policy, to decide on the direction of the island in a variety of different ways. But your role in, in LegCo is to, is to occasionally give uh, keys members a, a, a kind of a, a, a slap about the face, a wake-up call, for want, want of a better word, um, and say, actually, are you are you really sure this absolutely. is the policy direction you want to head in? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We should be challenging um, government. 100% should be challenging government. Um, you know, like I say, pre, pre-policy scrutiny, so if you're in a department 
and you're sat around that table, then if things come up, you you should be scrutinising them. They're, that's what you're there for. Um, if you're not there to scrutinise, you're not challenging in that department, then you're not doing the job. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. Battleship Ben McCree departed Hesham at four minutes past two. She's safely in the inner harbour on the link span in Douglas. Departing this evening at 7.45 for Hesham, arriving there at half past 11. The overnight departure 2.15, back to Douglas tomorrow morning around six o'clock. And the morning departure, Ben McCree heads from Douglas to Hesham at 8.45. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. As the UK property market records its fifth monthly dip in a row, what's the situation on the Isle of Man? Well, according to Paul McCard of the estate agency Harmony Homes, the gloom and the doom across the water is not reflected here. The Isle of Man, fortunately, has got a bit of a microclimate and we have had a busy spell. Come mid-October, things did start cooling off as such but to be fair and, and historically obviously with with uh, christmas coming uh, it always normally does so the light of dawn january doors opened and fortunately i'm glad to report there's been reasonably good activity and there is uh, there's an audience out there looking at putting their houses on the market and and also uh, purchasing and, and certainly up up to to five six hundred thousand uh, the market on the island. So far, it's still early days, but 2023 isn't as gloomy as as we first thought it might. Trying to get listings, obviously, is, is the big challenge for all agents on the island. And that is, obviously, it, it, it's good for a buying situation. But yeah, the things have, on that front, been a bit quieter. Looking at the stats, 2001 to 2002, uh, we had an increase of circa 4%. Obviously, it's very early to, to, to sort of um, telltale where we are in 2023. The volume of properties that sold as well between 2021 and 22 is, again, around the 4% increase. So, so far, so good. The telltales for 2023 are, are reasonable. Obviously, interest rates, uncertainty, cost of living, that has paused certain uh, purchases and, and also where uh, sellers put their property on the market. But as a general thing, yes, you know, there is, there's people out there and we, we are still getting a slight influx of, of uh, interest from the UK people relocating. Manx Radio Business Briefing. At 16 minutes before six, UK postal workers have called off a strike schedule for later this month after a legal challenge from Royal Mail. The Communications Workers Union said today around 115,000 workers have planned to walk out for 24 hours from half past midday on February 16th in the long-running dispute over paying conditions. But a court challenge meant the CWU had decided not to pursue the matter legally and instead focus on a new ballot of its members. For the latest roundup, remember, go to RamseyCrookall.com. The wild swings in the marked oil prices and production levels in the pandemic era unlikely to subside in 2023, according to an analyst at Goldman Sachs. Oil could be back above $100 a barrel this year as Russian sanctions related to the Ukrainian invasion continue to curtail crude exports even as China begins to reopen after its COVID-0 policy ended. Goldman Sachs expects production levels won't be able to keep up with demand this year. A lack of spending on production is also seen as a driver of higher prices, a problem that could be a big issue for next year, 2024. Oil's experienced wild price swings over the last four years, falling just above $20 a barrel during the pandemic before spiking to nearly $130 when Russia invaded Ukraine. The Stock Market Report. 
Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets nudged fractionally higher as investors awaited comments from central bank officials, including the Fed chair, Jerome Powell. The dollar rose to a one-month high. Gold was a little changed with a slightly higher dollar keeping prices in check. And oil rose for a second straight session, driven by optimism about recovering demand in China. The numbers now from Ramsey Crookall are the close in London. The FTSE 100 up just over a third of a percent at 7,864. The DAX in Frankfurt at down just over a tenth of a percent at 15,320. Currently in New York City, the Dow Jones Industrial are down almost two tenths of a percent at 33,846. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index up half a percent at 11,942. And the S&P 500 in Chicago up just under two tenths of a percent at 4,118. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one US dollar, 20.1 cents, one euro, 12 0.2 cents and 21 South African Rand 13.8 cents in commodities golds up a quarter of a percent at $1,875 per troy ounce and a barrel of Brent crude up nearly two and a half percent at $83.35. The world was a very different place when Ramsey Crookall set up business back in 1946. But his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years. So, if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable and tailored. Ramsey Crookall, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookall.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. If you have a news story for Manx Radio to investigate and report, email newsroom at manxradio.com or call 682-631 any time of day or night. A 41-year-old man who made more than 33,000 indecent photographs of children will be sentenced next month. Tessa Hawley was in court and this report contains information which you may find distressing. Daniel John Carpenter of No Fixed Address pleaded guilty to 14 offences during an appearance at Douglas Courthouse. They replaced seven offences of making the images which had previously been laid before the court. Today, Carpenter admitted making 32,987 photographs between the 31st of January 2013 and the 20th of December last year. In addition, he entered guilty pleas to nine separate offences of making a total of 20 images between in October 2021 and December 2022. Carpenter also admitted taking 15 indecent photographs of children between the same dates. The prosecutor told the court police had executed a warrant at Carpenter's home on the 19th of December last year and began to examine his electronic devices. The images found spanned from level 1 to level 5 on the Copine scale, the system which categorises the severity of images of child sex abuse. High bailiff Jane Hughes committed the case for sentence to the Court of General Jail Delivery. A social inquiry report will be prepared before that takes place. Carpenter's case will be mentioned at the Higher Court on the 17th of March, with sentencing expected to take place on the 31st. There was no application for bail and Carpenter was remanded at the Isle of Man prison. Manx Radio Sport. Fast am I, Rianne Evans. Fast am I, good evening. 
In athletics, a local runner has been snapped up to represent England in an upcoming event in Northern Ireland. After a fantastic display for the Isle of Man at the Commonwealth Games last year, Sarah Webster is back in action after being selected to compete in the Anglo-Celtic Plate. It's a new challenge for Webster, whose regular event is the marathon, as this one is a 100-kilometre race. It's taking place on the 2nd of April. A new Manxman will make his TT debut this year. Marcus Simpson is set to compete in both Supersport and Super Twin categories. Alongside the likes of Nathan Harrison and Jamie Kringle, Simpson is part of a new generation of Manx riders making the step up to the TT. 2022 was a successful year for the 24-year-old, who took a string of top 10 finishes on his debut at the Southern 100 event and also enjoyed a successful season competing in Ireland. And in football, the campaign to get more women involved in the sport on the island continues with an introduction session at the Bowl. It's for all abilities and is free. It's taking place on the 22nd of February from 6 until 7.30pm. More details can be found on the Isle of Man FA Women and Girls Facebook page, the link to which can be found on this story at manxradio.com on our sports page. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Quayside Tyres and Service Centre. Next inbound at Rondos Way, the half hour seven easy jet from Gatwick showing on time. Uh, five to eight returning patient transfer, Logan Air from Liverpool on time. Uh, the five past eight, Logan Air from London City is going to be an hour late coming back in, uh, landing at about five past nine tonight. Couple of departures, uh, six o'clock, Logan Air patient transfer plane to Liverpool showing on time and the 10 past eight EasyJet back to Gatwick showing on time. Section of the Dune Loop Roads closed near Dune Bend for water main work. Coast Road at Jerby between Jerby and the Len uh, has got some temporary lights there for resurfacing. Temporary lights on the Bradder Road in Port Aaron for a retaining wall work and temporary lights on Upper Prom Port Aaron for resurfacing. Temporary lights on the main road at Ballabeg near Arbury Parish Hall, New Zebra Crossing there. Castle Street one way northbound in Castle Town to the middle of April and temporary closures around East Quay and the Prom in Peel for road surface and pavement work. There's uh, temporary lights on the main road between Peel and St John's for work on the pavement. Uh, temporary closures on the Regaby West Road for water main replacement and also uh, temporary lights on Marketplace Ramsey for new pedestrian crossing. Temporary lights by the Hawthorne on the main road at Greba for bus stop improvement. And in Douglas, temporary lights on Annika Lane near the Heron for a new pedestrian crossing. Narrow lanes on the temporary pedestrian crossing in Victoria Street in Douglas. And Princess Road is closed for patching work. Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Spread your payments interest-free. Get more with... The Office of Cyber Security and Information Assurance is seeing an increase in people seeking advice. Cyber Intelligence Officer Joe Chamberlain says, with it being Safer Internet Day today, did you know, it's massively important for people to protect themselves online. As people get smarter, so do the criminals. So it is just about making yourself aware of what you're expecting. Are you expecting this email? Is it something you you actively think is a service you're subscribed to, for example? Yes, it's hard to sometimes, but that's why we encourage people, if they're suspicious at all, to report it. To us. Are there any cyber concerns? We have a cyber concerns reporting point which we use. We have seen threats increasing. Well, maybe not so much threats increasing, but the amount reported to us by, and that's good because it encourages dialogue and it encourages people to share their stories and hopefully avoids other people becoming a. Uh, 
a victim. What kinds of increases are we seeing? It's all across the board in a sense. It's not so much an increase, but it's an increase in how much is reported to us. So we constantly see now sextortion cases. I mean, you can see it in the public sphere as well. JD Sports recently got hacked. Royal Mail recently got hacked. Of course, that's ransomware. It's a lot more sophisticated than what most people will see. But it is a case of, you know, the cyber world's dangerous. It's another avenue for criminals to get to you. Are we seeing more the older people that's being scammed or falling victim to this or is it more the younger generation? It's actually a massive mix. Um, so everyone always assumes that it's the older generation, but there is a complacency, especially of the younger generation, thinking that they've grew up online, they can spot it, and that complacency can make themselves victim to a scam. So it's not a case of one generation over the other. We see it across the board. The message, I guess, is that everyone can be a victim. What tips and advice do you have for people? Secure your accounts. Multi-factor authentication is one of the biggest things you can do. So if someone accesses your account, you can control that and you can stop them before they've got to it. Um, your email is the key to your kingdom. You will have many accounts attached to your email and we suggest making sure every security setting is on, constantly reviewing it. This is the most listened to Isle of Man news source. And Manx Radio's update is the Isle of Man's most downloaded news podcast. The Manx government's being encouraged to review its decision to end a pilot scheme which saw mental health nurses working within police headquarters. It's one of the recommendations from a review of the Isle of Man's police force by His Majesty's Inspector of Constabularies and Fire and Rescue Services. According to the body, processes for improving how mental health is dealt with need to be improved, something endorsed by the Chief Constable, Gary Roberts. In Timwald in October, the then uh, Minister for the DHSC said the department was reviewing the scheme with a view potentially to be to it being reactivated so it sits in the lap of the uh, political gods really um i know that i was a huge fan of it when it operated and in the annual report that will come out uh in the springtime for the year ending 31st of march we intend to put some uh, firmer data in there so people can see uh, the, the considerable extent that we we spend our time dealing with mental health problems i mean i'm just reading a quote here it would certainly be better to have the nurses back in headquarters they are desperate to have mental health professionals here permanently I mean, your officers seem to be crying out for this, but obviously it becomes a political issue because it's about money. There must be some element of frustration there. It wasn't just about money. Money was a significant part of it. Uh, another part was about the clinical governance of the professionals. and There needed to be a proper mechanism in place to make sure that they, they carried on doing the right things in clinical terms. So there were, there were some tricky issues there that, you know, if, if I was a, a PC doing patrol duty, I might not understand that. I might not know that. But I know what a difference they did make to patrol PCs and, and they made a difference to the public as well. However, I can also see it from the point of view of Max Care and uh, the crisis team that works at Manx Care now does its very best and it's a very busy service and much of the time we get decent support but it is clear that the support we got when that uh, temporary scheme was operating was, was uh, very, very, um, very helpful actually on operational terms and I was a big supporter of it. That's it for update tonight, compiled from the resources of Manx Radio's News Department. Thanks to newsreader Chanel Suku, producer Rianne Evans. After the news at 6 o'clock, Christy De Haven's here with the young singer of man greatest hits with chris kinley at 6 30 the folk show with john barker and dave morris here with after hours at 10 o'clock update is back tomorrow evening every weekday evening at 5 30 i'm andy wint enjoy the rest of your tuesday w-i-n-t